Hello everyone, you're listening to the Activate Your Limitless Potential podcast. I'm your host, Simi Anand, and if you are ready to create the extraordinary life that I know you were destined to live, you've come to the right place because we're about to get raw and real on how to do that. But with that being said, my friends, let's get started into this week's episode. Hello, friends. Oh my gosh, I have not been with this microphone in so long. It feels so good to be back on here with you guys. I'm sure you guys are wondering, Simi, where the hell did you go? Why haven't you posted a podcast episode in nearly two months? I know. Honestly, I do not know why I took this long of a break. It was not supposed to be this long, but it ended up being this long. Frankly, I think I was just exhausted with creating content and I needed a little bit of a break to really get centered and understand where I wanted to take things. I'm so inspired to be back. Honestly, as you could tell by this episode, I'm so freaking excited to just talk about it. It's a little bit different from what I usually talk about, but I'm okay with that because I think it's so, so important. And I'm actually in my new office, which is so crazy. If you guys keep up with me on social media, you know I moved into like this cute office and oh my gosh, it feels so legit just being here right now with this microphone. I feel so in the flow and in the zone to really just share everything you're going to learn about today. And that is all about charisma, how to captivate people, how to stand out, how to be memorable. And the reason I'm so fascinated to talk about this today, even though it's a little bit different from what I usually talk about, but it usually could kind of go with one of the other podcast episodes I made all about mastering the art of energetic communication. It kind of ties in with that, but not really. The reason why this is a little bit different is because this is literally behavior hacking. This is literally interpersonal intelligence and frankly interpersonal intelligence is one of those things that I can guarantee you if you master the art of it you will see so much transformation in your personal life in your professional life in your social life in your romantic life because it's literally behavior hacking when you understand what makes people tick how people work the science behind charisma interpersonal intelligence you're going to be able to optimize your behavior and your interactions and your relationships so that you become that person person that everyone is just drawn to and magnetized towards and it's funny because as I was reading this book called Captivate so a little bit of a backstory the reason why I'm so into this right now is because I've been studying this author called Vanessa Van Edwards and she's really really big in this space she's actually the founder of a company called The Science of People, I believe. She was also an author of two very famous books called Captivate and Cues. I just read Captivate. I really recommend you read it. And it's also made me understand the science of influence. I mean, as you guys know, I'm really, really big in this influence space. I love understanding how I can optimize my behavior and my platform and my content so that I can reach more people. And I don't think that's manipulation. I think that's strategy. But a lot of people these days, when we talk about how to do this, we don't talk about it from this perspective. We jump straight into the strategy but we don't focus on our own interpersonal intelligence on what we can do to really optimize ourselves so that everything else becomes easy and free-flowing right so when we get into this as I was reading this book I came across this one statistic that said that 90% of top business performers have a high interpersonal intelligence 90% of business owners and it also mentioned that people with the high PQ make an average of $29,000 more per year than people with an average PQ so it goes to show that if you really know these skills you're going to be able to create better conversations increase more likability you're going to understand the skills that you never learned in school that you wish you did that could literally optimize your behavior 
behavior, not only from a professional standpoint, like in your business where maybe you want to deepen more rapport at networking events, or you want to nail your elevator pitch, or you want to attract clients so that you can actually make those sales. But even from a social and emotional standpoint in your romantic relationships, understanding how people work, what their human behavior is from a scientific perspective helps you understand them and flirt authentically and prevent miscommunication and it'll help you just be more connected to people. It'll help you deepen relationships and have more supportive friendships. As you know, these are all things that everyone deeply craves, especially in a world where it's sometimes really hard to have those deep conversations with people right away. Having those conversation starters that are not necessarily like, oh, how are you today? Oh, what do you do for a living? Like, I don't know about you, A reason why I hated going to networking events or just networking in general is because I had this huge limiting belief that being professional meant that you couldn't be playfully expressive, that you couldn't exude a warmth out of you. But the truth is when you actually understand why certain people grow in their companies or get that dream job or that higher pay raise, it's not necessarily because of their resume or their degree. It's because of their people skills. It's because of their charisma. And that is actually way 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 more important especially now where this world is headed if you have those people skills you are instantly setting yourself apart from the rest of the competition and this is what I want this podcast episode to be about I want to share with you guys the science of captivating people so that you can take these things and apply it to your business or to your romantic relationships or to your friendships wherever you are I really think these skills could have a huge translation and so much abundance that you could attract into your life as you guys know I'm a lover of stories I think stories can literally solidify a concept in greater depth. So this entire podcast episode is going to just be a bunch of stories combazzled together, but it's all going to make sense, I swear. So make sure you watch or listen to this whole thing. Go on a nature walk, go take a shower, go clean your room. I don't give a shit what it is. Make sure you listen to the whole thing. Also, if this resonates, share this with someone who you really think would love this episode. I honestly wish this entire world knew all the things I'm about to share with you. I think it would make everyone just stand out and be so damn magnetic, and that is all I want for all of you obviously anyways let's get into it the first thing I want to share with you I don't know if you guys are into TED Talks as much as I am. I love TED Talks, but I don't just love TED Talks because of what they're talking about. I love understanding why certain TED Talks go viral, why certain videos go viral, why certain people have this huge community of amazing like-minded people who are just so supportive in the community. That is because of their charisma. It is because of their energy. There's a TED talk that I watched by Simon Sinek. I think that's how you say his name. It garnered over, I think, 45 million views. And it was all about why great leaders inspire action. I'm going to link these things in the show notes if you want to see them so you can actually look and understand what I'm saying. Now, this video on TED Talks went viral. Like I said, 45 million views. But then there's other videos out there that have only gotten maybe 20,000 views or 30,000 thousand views. Now the craziest part is that when Vanessa Van Edwards and her team studied over like thousands of TED Talks, right? They noticed that there were similar patterns between the videos that performed really well by the people speaking and the ones that didn't perform well. And the underlying factor was that the people whose videos performed extremely well and went viral, they were using hand gestures. On average, those people were using over 465 hand gestures. But the ones that performed not so well were only using about 235. So it's almost half, right? A half of a decrease. And this is the craziest part 
because when you're actually interacting with people, you'll notice that the ones who use a lot of hand gestures when they're speaking, they're taking up space, subconsciously you're triggering that other person to think, oh wow, this is going to be good. That interactivity that you're using with your hands is triggering dopamine in the other person and it makes people want to listen to you. And that is why it's so powerful because using your hand gestures commands a room. It makes you also look more competent. And that is why Simon's video went viral. I'm going to, sh- if you watch the video, you'll see if you analyze all of his hand gestures, you'll notice what a big difference it makes compared to someone else. And it's honestly so funny, guys, because when I found this out as I was reading this book, I was like, holy crap, I use a ho- like a lot of hand gestures. In fact, there's so many of you that actually bring it out and like you tell me, oh my gosh, Simi, you're always like pointing at the screen. It's like you're, you're literally speaking into my soul when you're like speaking on your videos. And it's funny because I never did that consciously. It was so subconscious. Like whenever I'm on camera, I am speaking from the heart. And a lot of my way of articulating has always been through my hands. My hands actually convey a lot of emotion. And I didn't realize how powerful this was until I actually started reading about this. So it's so cool. And I encourage you, if even if you're not like a content creator, but if you're interacting with people in general, when you're speaking to someone, use your hands, interact with people. And it's funny, you know, there's this other show called Shark Tank. I'm sure you guys have heard of it. It's a really popular show where a bunch of like contestants and entrepreneurs, they come on the show and they pitch their ideas to entrepreneurs, like investors. And they're very popular, like Lori and Kevin O'Leary and Mark Cuban. And what happens is when you study why certain people were getting the deals, it wasn't because necessarily what their business idea was or what their product was. It was actually because of their interactivity that they were doing with their sharks. So it's funny because Science of People, the company that Vanessa Van Edwards owns, they were studying like a bunch of Shark Tank pitches and the ones that actually got the deals. And what they noticed was that the pitches that were interacting with the sharks, like in the first 30 seconds, so where they would go up with the sharks or they'd do something with them or they'd crack a joke with them up close, they were getting into their personal zone. And that was subconsciously making the sharks feel connected to them. They felt like they were interacting with them. And it's funny because those were the pitches that ended up getting the deals. How fascinating is that versus the ones that were just like talking about their deal maybe they weren't commanding the room or doing those hand gestures those weren't getting the deals I thought it was so fascinating to learn about and the book talks about it in great detail so when you read it you'll understand like in detail what she was talking about when she studied all of those pitches but the point I want to make here is that your nonverbal skills are actually 12 to 13 times more important than what your words actually are isn't that crazy Remember this because when you're talking to someone, even though you're using your words to convey your point, using your hand gestures are kind of like cliff notes for your voice. They're cliff notes for your words. They're emphasizing your words in a way that actually helps you connect with other people. And it's funny, as I'm speaking to you guys right now, I'm using hand gestures. You're not seeing me behind the screen, obviously behind the camera, because I'm just speaking into a mic. But every single thing that I'm saying to you is conveyed through a hand gesture. And you guys probably feel that when I'm conveying points to you because I'm highlighting certain things and it's so powerful when you actually start utilizing it you'll see how much charisma you have just from this simple switch in the way you're articulating to other people now the second thing that I want to talk about when it comes to captivating people is sharing your vulnerabilities I've mentioned this so so much but I really think it's important to emphasize because I do this with you guys 
every single day. I think you guys probably know my entire story by now because I'm very open about everything. The good parts of my life, the bad parts of my life, the shit that I'm still working through. But the reason that this is really powerful is because it helps connect you to people. And not only that, asking for advice is also a great way to appear more personable. Benjamin Franklin, one of the founding fathers of the United States, he once asked his political opponent to lend him a book that Franklin already knew that he owned. But the rival agreed, so Franklin borrowed the book and after reading it, he ended up returning that book with a thank you note. And the surprising part is that from there on out, the other politician ended up being way nicer to Franklin. And it worked out so, so well that it's actually been dubbed as the Franklin effect. And the Franklin effect refers to how asking for favors or advice helps you connect to people by making you appear more vulnerable and therefore more human. Because you're actually helping someone you're actually going up to that person saying you know what i don't know this but i know that you know this and i know that you can help me and subconsciously people want to feel valued they want to feel like they can help you so when you ask a favor of someone it'll actually increase the chances of that person liking you and i know you may be thinking to yourself oh i don't like asking for help it sounds kind of counterintuitive but the craziest part is that studies have actually verified this effect now i'm not saying that you should just run around and ask everyone for money and for clothing and for jewelry and just be this like gold digger for people (laughs) not saying you need to do that do not do that but a better way to show vulnerability is to just simply ask for advice because it reveals that you don't know everything and it shows that you do need the help of others for example you might ask for books or restaurant recommendations or ideas for a gift for someone And that just helps you become more vulnerable with another person. It shows that you don't know everything and people want to feel valued, like I said. So doing this can subconsciously make a person feel more valued. Now, I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about how to become a memorable person, how to have dazzling conversations, how to make a killer first impression. Because the truth is, you only have a few seconds to make a killer first impression. And it's in the first few seconds of your interactions where you're actually scientifically seeing whether or not a person actually likes and trusts you. Isn't that crazy? There's actually a few ways to make a killer first impression. One of them being is be a winner with your stance. You know, the way your posture is, your launch stance, meaning like shoulders back, chest up, neutral chin, with stance, you know, having the right amount of eye contact, also showing trust by um, showing your hands when you're shaking someone's hand. Those are ways that you can make a really good first impression when it comes to meeting people. But if you're meeting someone or speaking to someone, even if you're on a camera virtually, right? Like be mindful of these things when you're speaking to someone because subconsciously they probably have even a bigger role than what you're actually saying. But even when it comes to conversations, right? I don't know about you, I hate small talk. I am not a fan of those conversations that are just so bland and boring. Like, how are you today? Oh, what was your day like? Those boring conversation starters don't give us any mental pleasure. And remember, like none of us like to be around boring people. So the best way that you can actually behavior hack into getting stimulating conversations around people and having more memorable connections is to be the person who actually ignites the conversational spark. And I know some people are not really extroverted to do this some people are very introverted maybe you have social anxiety you know I'm quite 
in the middle. I consider myself quite introverted, but I also know I'm very extroverted. But when it comes to having conversations with people, ignite the conversational spark, disrupt the pattern. You may feel weird at first just bringing up something that's just totally bazookas, you know, something that's not really normally said. And even though the other person might be caught off guard, wouldn't you rather be the person that actually makes the conversation meaningful than have that awkward silence or just that boring conversation where no one remembers you? So you have to remember that we're always attracted to people who give us mental pleasure, people who actually push our buttons, people who keep us mentally alert, people who actually remember our names. You'd be surprised how many people when you're networking, when you're out, you don't remember people's names. So I encourage you to just abandon any social script that you feel like you need to have and change your small talks into big talks, into big talks. Find those topics that actually turn people on. And the way that you do that is by actually giving the other person a chance to speak. A lot of us love speaking about ourselves. It's a great ego boost when you're in inter- interactions with people, right? But you'd be surprised how much people don't actually let the other person speak because we just take control of the entire conversation. But when you find topics that turn people on by actually being an open ear and asking questions and getting to know people from a deeper level, that makes you more memorable because you're listening with purpose you're searching for the good in that person and then you're highlighting that good so what happens is you become memorable because people always remember other people who help us feel good we will always remember the people who want us to be the best versions of ourselves so you can optimize those interactions by actually expecting those outcomes so when you're listening to people listen with intent but also Bring up the high points in every interaction so that you give people a reason to remember you and elevate people by actually listening and highlighting and expecting the best out of them because that is actually what makes you ridiculously way more likable. But when you're just speaking to someone or interacting in a conversation and you're not necessarily looking for the commonalities, you're kind of just overthinking what you're going to say, you're kind of just trying to be likable so you're faking it, people can feel that energy and it comes off as very inauthentic and quite manipulative so the way that you become more likable and magnetic to people is when you find the commonalities that you have with people we like people to feel like we understand each other so when you ask for shared interest when you ask why when you offer to help someone you will always allow that other person to connect to you because now you're captivating their attraction and this ties very deep with stories stories are so so powerful and I love sharing stories and it's funny because as I'm sharing all these things with you I didn't realize that I did a lot of these things until now so it was kind of a little bit of an ego boost I won't lie but that's why I want to share with you because I know a lot of you guys whether you are doing this to grow your brand or your influence or you want to build more meaningful relationships with someone else you want to have deeper connections you want to feel less awkward when you're interacting with strangers all of these are so so powerful and stories is actually a great shortcut to connection because they spark our attention and they also help synchronize you know the listeners brains patterns with your patterns and they help you actually find common trigger topics that come up in conversations but while you're actually sharing these stories try not to be fake about it you know this isn't manipulative at all as long as your intentions are in the right place but when you're trying to impress people with your stories or what you do people can feel that fake energy and it's so impossible and exhausting I've been around people who I can literally feel 
them not being themselves around me. But the truth is when you're talking to people, people don't notice your weaknesses as much as you think. And even if they did, your vulnerabilities, like I said, those are connection points. Those are actually what help you connect to another person. So make sure you always remember this when you're in an environment with someone else and you're doing these things and you feel a little bit weird at first. I promise you that this is all science. And it's why I love that book because it really talked about this in so much detail. So when we talk about conversation sparks, right, the reason why this is so powerful is because you're actually sparking their dopamine. And dopamine is that neurotransmitter that's released in your amygdala whenever you feel pleasure. And this happens when you receive a praise from your special someone or you get a reward. All of that energy floods into your brain. And so this is what's so interesting about dopamine. It actually helps your memory. So when you're in a conversation with someone, right, you're not only giving that person more enjoyment, but you're actually establishing more significance and that increases your memorability so the question is how do you spark dopamine during a conversation well that happens when you hack your conversations to turn them both pleasurable and more memorable it's when you turn your small talks into big talks and this all happens through conversation sparkers i don't know if you guys have read the book big magic one of my favorite books, I love Elizabeth Gilbert. Elizabeth Gilbert is actually the author of Eat, Pray, Love and Big Magic. One of my favorite authors. And this book talks about a story. And it talks about how one day Vanessa was in the green room of a morning news show and she was nervously waiting for her segment to appear so she could speak, right? And then all of a sudden, guess who walks in? Elizabeth Gilbert, the author, right? And Vanessa was so shunned, she was so shook, and immediately she started thinking to herself anything that she could say. What could she possibly say to Elizabeth to get her attention, right? She wanted to speak to her so badly, but she had no friggin' clue what would pique her interest. So the question that you may be thinking to yourself, well, when I'm networking with someone or when I'm speaking to someone new, what can I say to this person that would actually pique their interest? What can you t- what can you say to an icon or like a best-selling author or your personal hero to spark their attention? A lot of people may ask, or they may jump straight to the conclusion of asking about that person's book or that project that they were working on or that thing that made them famous. But that's too obvious. It's way too obvious. So you either run the risk of asking that, which comes off maybe too obvious or a little too suck up or you run the risk of asking someone a random question like where you're from and then you're just like viewed as way too bland, right? So what the craziest part is when Vanessa didn't know what to say, a guest ended up walking up to Elizabeth and guess what that guest said? The guest said, do you like soup to Elizabeth Gilbert? I would have never thought to ever say something like that. And I'm sure you wouldn't either. Never in a million years would I walk up to a personal mentor or a personal icon and ask that person if they friggin' like soup. But this guest did it to Elizabeth. And guess what Elizabeth did? Elizabeth was shook. She clapped her hands and ended up telling that person all of her favorite winter soup recipes. Next thing you know, Elizabeth, the guest, and Vanessa were all reminiscing on soups and were laughing about eating healthy while traveling together. So the craziest part is like, who would have thought that talking about a soup conversation would spark such a lively conversation? The craziest part is that most conversations usually go something around the, oh, what do you do for a living? Oh, that's nice. Where are you from? Oh, I've never been there. What brings you here? 
here. Good, good. Well, I'm going to get another drink. Bye. You know, it ends up being in that boring, like pretty predictable conversation. And it makes me cringe because I get so awkward if I don't feel like I'm connecting to someone. Like I will literally blank out and not be able to speak. I know it sounds pretty crazy coming from me because you guys see me talking to you guys and you probably think I'm like this super confident badass, which is partly true, but it's partly not right. When you don't feel comfortable around someone, you're not going to feel that sense of connection. But the craziest part is that a lot of us are just so scared to tackle on new conversations and new topics. Either we're lazy or we're just afraid because we don't want to break that social script. We don't want to try to talk to someone and bring up something new if they don't want to remember it or if they don't care or if they just want to run on autopilot. So when you're engaging in these conversation sparks, it requires that you ask questions that kind of bring up those sparks, you know, because if you don't ignite new ideas, if you don't introduce new topics that you never would have thought about, how do you expect people to connect or remember you? How do you expect people to actually stimulate in-depth conversations with you? We get pleasure from novelty and that novelty happens when you actually stand out. So I'm going to share with you guys some conversation stars that you can use instead of the typical social scripts so that you can actually get away from the small talk and you can actually be badass and memorable and likable because I believe in giving you guys some actual practicalities that you can take out of this. So maybe whip out a notebook, write these down, whatever helps you remember them. So instead of saying to someone, how are you? Switch it to what was the highlight of your day? Instead of asking someone, what do you do? Ask them, Are you working on any personal projects lately? Instead of asking them, how's the family? How are your friends? Ask them, are any vacations coming up? Instead of asking them, where are you from? Ask them, what is your story? Instead of asking them, how's it going? Ask them, what are you up to this weekend? You know, novelty doesn't just hack your conversations. It adds spark to your interactions, both online and offline. So don't be afraid to push those buttons with people. Don't be afraid to interact more. Don't be afraid to lean in more. Don't be afraid to be more expressive when you're speaking to someone. Don't be afraid to raise your eyebrows and signal signs of curiosity. You know, be more animated around people because these engagement cues push dopamine into the other person. They trigger a button in someone else and I encourage you to not think of this as you being unprofessional or you being too expressive because that is a limiting belief that is making you appear as a robot to someone else. I swear on my life, you are looking like a robot if you are not doing these things. No offense. I love you and that is why I'm telling you this straight up. I want you guys to be animated. I want you guys to be expressive. I want you guys to go back to your inner child and embrace some of those energy-like qualities. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter if you're the CEO of a big tech company. It does not matter what matters is your interactions and what matters is making you memorable and the way you become memorable is through understanding the science behind charisma and the truth of the matter this is the science behind charisma I honestly could talk about so many things in more detail but I don't want to like overwhelm you right now I think I've mentioned a lot of things in this episode that I encourage you to go back and listen to them and even take notes and see how you can actually apply this in real life situations because what really matters is the integration if you know all this but you're not integrating it what's the point right and it doesn't matter where you're at you could be talking to a date that you met online it could be at a networking event it could be on camera growing your community growing your brand it could be anywhere it could be while you're speaking to your friends or your family the bottom line is going into these components will shift your entire PQ and it's inevitably this interpersonal intelligence that will make you stand out in your personal life, in your social life, in your relationships and with 
everyone you meet. I friggin swear. If you enjoy this episode, I would love if you left a review on iTunes. It means the world to me. It helps push this podcast out a little bit farther. Share this with a friend and post it on your stories and tag me so I can see that you listen to it and I could potentially share it. You know, I love seeing you guys just interact with this podcast. It means the world to me. But I love you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you guys next week. Mwah.